You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is AJ Black. Happy Thursday, everyone. This is Locked On Boston College. We are a daily Boston College podcast that gives you all the BC news. Make sure to subscribe if you enjoy our podcast and make sure to share this with anyone who is a BC fan. On today's show, we're going to be joined by Mitchell Wolf, who's going to talk to us about the offensive line in 2021 and where their draft spots could be in 2022. We're going to play a little game. You're going to enjoy this. We're going to talk about where they could fall in the NFL draft. But before we do that, let's jump into the news. In today's news, some big recruiting news. And this is news that I didn't uncover, so I'm happy to give it to you on uh, Locked on Boston College. Wilfredo Ibar, a four-star defensive end from Connecticut, has announced that he's going to visit Boston College. Now, this is huge because Boston College, as I said in in previous podcasts, has landed a handful of of four-star recruits. Ibar is at another level. This is a guy, you know, we've kind of projected that like Nito Akbar or Donovan Azaraku could be the next big defensive player. I, uh, Ibar would definitely be that. Now, he's got a, a handful of other big visits that he's going to do. I believe he's looking at USC and uh, Penn, uh, Ohio State, I think he's looking at. So he's got some big other schools. But, you know, he's from this area. If Maybe if, if Jeff Halfley can, just like he did with Drew Kendall, can, you know, convince him to stay here. This would be enormous. Like this, you know, you have guys like Peter Delaportis and Joseph Griffin who are excellent. These are great recruits. Like this would be the crown jewel. This would be the CJ Burton of this draft class or even Drew Kendall, if you want to say that, because he has major offers and he's at a position of real need. Like you're going to get if if I bar, if you can get him here, Wilfredo Ibar from Connecticut, you're going to get, you know, that that cornerstone, hopefully, of your defense. Like, Ibar could could be plugged in probably immediately and play for Boston College. He's that good. So this was a big deal. And um, I have to give credit. Brian Doan um, tweeted about this, and I don't know who else, uh, what else he said. It's all behind their paywall. So, um, but he had tweeted out. So I, I, I give him credit for first finding this out. Uh, but that is just that piece of. Also in recruiting, more news as. Um, Rashad Purnell, a defensive end from Highland Springs, put Boston College in his top five. He has a top five of BC, Coastal Carolina, Minnesota, Virginia Tech, and Wake Forest. He had six sacks through eight games last season. I'm not sure where BC is at with him. I had to do a little digging to find that out. But uh, just another little piece of recruiting news for all of you loyal listeners. On tomorrow's show, I'm going to give a little quick overview of this weekend's Final Four game between Boston College women's lacrosse and UNC. Now, as as we all know, UNC is they're the cream of the crop in in and women's lacrosse. They're the best team in the country. They haven't lost. They won the ACC. But man, if this is a big game for BC to win, so hopefully you're all watching. It's going to be a noon game on ESPN, uh, one of the ESPN channels. Check them out and support this team because. As I've said before, Charlotte North is one of the best players I have seen at Boston College at any sport, um, and she 
you know, it it would really put her in an upper another league if she could knock off UNC. I know UNC beat BC twenty one to nine last time they played. Uh, wasn't particularly close. They're so good, um, but we'll see what they can do against um, between the two teams on Friday. Now, if you like this podcast, let me tell you about Locked On ACC. It's hosted by Candace Cooper. She has different ACC co-hosts join her throughout the week. I join her on Wednesdays, and we talk all about ACC topics. I love talking about it because, you know, BC is my bread and butter, but I learn a little bit more every time I talk. Um, and I have to say, I got to do another Mia culpa. Um, I have been butchering, absolutely butchering Clemson's quarterback's name. And I got someone who gave me a nice um, pronunciation guide. So it's DJ Uiangalale, the quarterback from Clemson. And I want to apologize. And I'll, I will get that right for this upcoming season. So DJ Uiangalale, the quarterback from Clemson. I have been, I, as I've said, I have been all over that. And just, I think I called him Yukalagalele for a while. Totally my fault. I apologize. When I don't, when I jump in on a Clemson conversation and I'm not prepared for it, his name always catches me. So anytime I know about it, I'm going to have that pronunciation guide. You, you, you see them sometimes when you see the, um, you see what, um, you know, the, the media gets and you wonder why they need that. He's a perfect example so that you don't sound like an idiot like I do. And now in a moment, we're going to have Mitch Wolf on and he's going to talk to us about offensive linemen and where they could fall in the draft. But before we get into that, let's chat a little bit about rockauto.com. Are you in the process of doing work on your car? Why spend 30, 40, 50% more at another store when you could go to rockauto.com and save money? rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Best of all, the prices are low for everyone. So if you head over to rockauto.com, just plug in your make and model, boom, everything they have will come right up for you. And when you do, write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. This is AJ Black. With me, I have staff writer Mitch Wolf, who's going to talk today about the 2022 NFL draft. Now, Mitch and I have been talking about this offline for quite a while, and we've been kind of thinking about how we want to present this. Now, Uh, You know, about a month ago, we had three Boston College players go, uh, sorry, four players go to the NFL, two in the draft, two as undrafted free agents. And it seems like this year, heading into 2022, there's going to be a crazy amount of uh, Boston College players that could head to the NFL. Mitch, how are you doing? I'm doing great, AJ. I'm excited to be back and talking about uh, the NFL draft. So, we're going to have a little fun with this. Um, one of my favorite podcasts that got me into sports podcasting was the solid verbal um, with uh, Dan Rubenstein and Ty Hillenbrand. I love what they do. Um, and they, they do a really nice job of kind of having fun with uh, different sports topics. So, uh, so sorry, college football topics. And I, I'm going to take a page out of their book. This is not one they created, but I created my own. They, they like to do little games. And I'm going to do one with Mitch. So uh, today we're going to focus on the offensive line. We're going to do two segments talking about the offensive line and where they could land in the NFL draft. And we're going to call this, uh, this bowl is, uh, this draft pick is too hot, too cold, or just right. And what this means is I'm going to name a player. I'm going to say where I think they would fall in the NFL draft if they are if I am too um, too generous, say like they're going to be a first rounder, I say they're going to be a first rounder. Mitch thinks they're going to be a third rounder. He's going to tell me I'm too hot. 
If I am uh, too low on them, he'll tell me I'm too cold. But if I nail it, he'll just tell me it's right. Does that make sense, Mitch? Yeah, let's play some Goldilocks. I love it. <laughs> so we'll, we'll do a little Goldilocks game here with this. With this. So my fir- we're going to stick with the offensive line. There's going to be four offensive linemen we're going to talk to about this show. So the first two we're going to start with, we're going to start with Alec Lindstrom, the center from Boston College. And I have him pegged as like a fifth-round draft pick. Where am I, Mitch? I'm, I think that might be too cold, actually. Like, I think he could be around three, maybe around like three, four guy. Um, you know, people, teams are pretty much always looking for centers. Um, and Lindstrom obviously has the family background. You know, his brother was a first-round pick. Um, his dad, I think, played at least collegiately. Um, but anyway, so uh, I, think, I think that's a little cold for him. I could see him going in that third to fourth round range, kind of the same range where Hunter Long went. Um, he's Lindstrom is a little undersized and you know he's not the most dominant center in the run game but he's rock solid in pass protection and he's still you know definitely not a liability as a run blocker and you know when we're talking about uh, Alec Lindstrom I saw that uh, someone I oh is that ATL Boomer site that always has like or that Twitter account that always has like his rankings and he had Alec Lindstrom down as the number one center in the country do you see him as a possible Remington Award finalist this year? If, if he's not on the watch list preseason, I'll be shocked. But those watch lists are pretty generous. Like, they'll pretty much put anybody on them. Um, but I, I still think he's going to be one of the top candidates. And, you know, that that guy, like, I mean, I think Clickbait Farm would be a little generous of something you could call him um, for the lists and graphics he puts out. But that can be – we can talk about that another time. So third or fourth round. Okay. So that's our first one. Now let's move on. We're going to go into our second player and I'm going to go with Zion Johnson and I have him down as a third round draft pick. Where do you have, and where am I on that one, Mitch? I think that's just about right. Um, You know, I think going into this past year's draft, we kind of expected Zion Johnson to come out um, because, you know, he had, he did move to left tackle and there were some growing pains early on, but I think towards the end of the season, he kind of settled in. Um, but regardless, just because of his uh, lack of height uh, and probably lack of length, he's just not going to be able to stick there in the NFL. But a lot of teams really liked him um, as a guard. And so when he, he liked to come back to school, that was a big surprise, especially in an off, interior offensive line class that was uh, relatively weak. Um, so, you know, I think that that third, I think you could see him sneak up into the second if he has a really dominant year. Um, and if he, you know, performs well at the combine and goes to senior bowl and does all that. Um, I think teams are really going to like him. There's been, always, there's been a lot of buzz around him for a pretty long time now. Now, do you think it's going to benefit him to go back to guard this year? Unquestionably. Like, I mean, that, that was the transition he was going to have to make in the NFL. So, you know, it, it's just, it'll just make him more comfortable. I think that teams will be like, oh, this is good. You know, if, if we're really, you know, in a pinch, you know, we can kick in the tackle. Like, I mean, Chris Lindstrom played right tackle his final year at BC. Um, and that was never really a, a realistic long-term decision for him. But, you know, showing that versatility always is a, is a really a boon for a player, especially offensive linemen. And, you know, when I looked at what – when you're looking at the offensive line, there was obviously a bunch of different questions of why they kind of struggled at different times last year. You could look at, as we just talked about, the positions being changed. Uh, you had guys moving. Uh, it sounded like Vrabel might have been banged up a little bit. Uh, conditioning, they because of COVID-19, they weren't able to condition. And then there was a new scheme put in place. Now – do you have any concerns about Zion Johnson? Now he was really good as a run blocker under Steve Adazio. Do you have any concerns of him in a more pass heavy offense? Um, I, I don't really think so. Like, like I, like I said, you know, he was, 
towards the end of the year, he kind of settled into the left tackle role, which is a really tough job. So, you know, kicking him back inside the guard, you know, he's def- – I don't think that's going to be a problem at all, especially, you know, we're st- the BC offense is still running a ton of play action, which, you know, incorporates a lot of run-blocking principles into pass blocking. So I- I'm not really worried about that. Um, yeah, I-, I think – I don't really have much many concerns about Zion Johnson in terms of his projection to the next level. So those are our first two picks. We're going to come back in just a moment to talk about Tyler Vrabel and Ben Petrula. And I'm, I'm going to guess I'm going to be way off on both of these because I just <laughs> I, I did pretty well. I was kind of close on, on the first two. We'll see how we do uh, on picks three and four. Uh, but before we do, let's chat a little bit about Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA and NHL playoffs, and UFC and MMA action. When you head on over to BetOnline and use promo code LOCKEDON, you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's a win right there. You know the books don't like to do that. Head on over to BetOnline your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're back here. We're talking to Mitch Wolf. Before we get into the game again, Mitch, um, now, if you were a betting man, we we're just talking about bet online, and I've seen different uh, over-unders. I want to hear what your thoughts are. Um, I, I posted about it the other day. I saw one book that had uh, BC as an over-under six, and that just seemed like free money. Um, if you know, like I'm not much into gambling, but if you're going to have six wins for BC, that seems like a slam dunk what would be the highest you would bet on for their win total like and feel confident oh, I, I i'm sorry to say that i am a gambling man both in terms of uh sports and regular games um so if if the lot if bc's over under line is six i am absolutely hammering the over um <laughs> i think you mentioned it like there's three non-conference kind of fbs games or you know that bc should be able to win no problem um so that's that gets you halfway there i think probably the line that I would be concerned about where I would be like, okay, maybe not would probably be around eight. Yeah. Maybe, uh, I, I think seven and a half. I, I still would hit it, but it'd give me a pause eight or eight and a half. I'd probably just, I'd probably sit. I, I think BC is going to go over, but I wouldn't bet on a line of eight or eight and a half. I'll tell you. Uh, so bet online with their host, they give us a little extra, you know, funny money to play around with. I do have a little extra on BC winning the ACC just to see if it happens. It's all, you know, fake money for me anyways, but I got it at like 50 to one odds. I think it was. And yeah, absolutely take it. Take that. Absolutely. Why not? <laughs> not wor- it's worth trying it. Right. So you can, yeah. if you, if you're interested in at online.ag, you can check out some of the odds they have there too. There's a lot of fun things that you can check out. So we're playing another type of game. This is not gambling. We're talking about, we're, we're doing the Goldilocks game here where I'm going to continue to talk about offensive linemen and where I think they may be drafted. And, Mitch is going to tell me if I'm too hot, too cold, or right on, right on the line. And we'll see uh, where we go with these ones. Because these two, we got Tyler Vrabel and Ben Petrula. And I'm going to say Ben Petrula, I'm going to be way off on. Um, but I'm going to say he's like a sixth-round draft pick. Where am I with that? AJ, you're just right. That's exactly where I have him. Oh, um, man, I'm two for three. <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, I, I think that, you know, Petrula is one of those guys that, like, a lot of BC people are going to be like, oh, like, he should be going so much higher. And, you know – uh, I was watching a lot of games with him and Tyler, and I even watched some 2019 tape. Um, but, you know, Petrula is – obviously he's got a ton of versatility. Like, played – started every game at center his true freshman year. He's played guard. He's played tackle. Um, so, again, teams will love that. Um, but – and he's, you know, sound – he's sound in his technical work in terms of his footwork, his uh, strike placement, all that jazz. 
he just doesn't have the great athleticism you want for an NFL tackle. And and this is something that I'll talk about a little bit with Brable with Brable too. That neither of them are particularly like nasty or aggressive in terms of like just burying defensive linemen, which it, it they're fine, but not like it's not like sticking out like you would want for you see like guys like uh, Ryan Jensen, the center for the Buccaneers, or like Lane Johnson. Um, but you know, I think in the later rounds, you know, a team's like, okay, this guy, he's he can be our swing offensive line. He can play every position. We could, you know, use him on six offensive linemen sets. Um, size is not a problem. Strength is not a problem. You know, just he's just not, you know, the greatest athlete. Um, so, you know, that that's going to cause him to fall into day three. But I, I think that, you know, he probably should be have a decently long career in the NFL because of his um, versatility and technical proficiency. Yes. And he also, I mean, we have to give him credit too for having one of the best mustaches I've ever seen. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, all hair team for sure. Uh, he, you know, he's got the rock and seventies must mustache. I love what mm-hmm. he does there. And, you know, Ben is a, a player you root for too. He's a great kid. And I think he's got a, a bright future ahead of him, but you know, when you're getting into the NFL draft and you're saying six round, is he in the hot top hundred, 130 players? That's, that's about where you probably put him. Um, so that's Ben Petrula. Now, Tyler Vrabel is a tougher one. I, and, you know, I've seen Petrula play for what now five years, get a good sense of what he can do. You could get a sense what, uh, Lin, um, Alec Lindstrom can do and Zion Johnson. You see all the highlight films, even just for two years, you know what he can do. Vrabel seems to be under the radar for me and I have no clue where to even put him. So I'm going to say like fifth round. Oh, that's way too cold. No, he's, I think he'll go higher. Um, I think like, uh, I think he'll be kind of in that Lindstrom range too. I, this is assuming he has another solid year. Cause you know, I, when I was watching Variable and Petrula, I was like, man, if I could just like combine these two guys, like one human, they'd be an elite offensive tackle prospect and get the best of both worlds. Um, but you know, Variable, you know, he's got, he's a little, he's basically the same size as Petrula. Um, again, he's played both tackle spots. He's got NFL bloodlines, obviously. Um, Variable is missing a little bit of that technical proficiency that I mentioned with Petrula. Like, so one thing that I noticed Brable does is that he will kind of try to strike a defensive player and he'll kind of reach out too far and get what's called over his skis. He'll get overextended and that will allow the defense, the defensive player to gain the leverage in the upper hand on him. Um, And that is something that, you know, it kind of, once you, as you play more, like you get more comfortable in your pass sets. And you don't do that as much. So, and like you, you said, like he might have been playing banged up last year. So that could have been part of the problem. Um, but, you know, Vrabel's more athletic than Petrula. So that's helpful, especially when playing tackle. Um, but I, I still think that he, I think he's going to have a really good year. Um, and if that should help raise his draft stock such that he could be a round three guy. So at least, th- do you expect Vrabel to go in the draft this year? I mean, I, Alec Lindstrom, Z- Zion, and Ben, I believe, all have to. I think they're out of eligibility. I think, For sure, yeah. I think Vrabel has one more year. Do you think he'll go? I, it's going to be weird. I'm sure we're going to talk about the players because, you know, obviously, like, the other three guys are leaving. Um, if they all leave, you know, Jerko's probably leaving. Zay might leave. And then you're kind of just like, uh, you know, I – we've got the, the team is seems decently good around him, but it's just like, ah, I'll get it. If he has a really good year, you know, if, if, if all these guys have great years and, you know, and Phil leaves and Zay leaves and assumedly Vrabel would have a good year too. And he might jump as well. Um, he is a redshirt junior. So, you know, essentially he'll probably have his degree by that time. So, you know, that's I Hunter long kind of did the same thing. It's okay. I've got my degree. 
I've got some good draft stock. I'm going to try to capitalize on this now. So, you know, unfortunately, the, the scenario where he comes back is that he has a down year and needs another year to prove himself. So, yep. you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword. It'll be interesting to see, too. I mean, obviously, we're going to watch to see it. if he goes and he gets drafted, say he's like a third or fourth round pick. Will his dad pick him? <laughs> I mean, remember the, the Titans draft from last year where it seemed that while uh, Mike was picking that Ben was or, um, Tyler was on the toilet in the background or so it seemed when yep. they were showing their like virtual draft room. But um, we'll see. I mean, that I wouldn't put it past him. Yep. So, all right. So we're going to come back tomorrow. This is uh, our Thursday show. We talked about the offensive lineman and tomorrow's going to be more of a smorgasbord, probably be a little bit more quick hitters because there's like 15 players that we can talk about who could possibly leave this year, next year. So we're going to talk about what, what could happen there. Mitch, um, before you give to your plugs, I want to plug one of the pieces of work you did for BC Bulletin. You did an excellent article today on uh, the evolution of BC's defense. Can you just give a quick uh, uh, synopsis of what people could get if they read that article? Yeah, absolutely. So basically the, the gist of the article is that I believe that BC is going to be switching to a 4-2-5 hybrid defense this upcoming year based on uh, the players that they've gotten in recruiting in the transfer portal, um, which is basically it's a pretty big shift in terms of um, how BC is going to try to um, stop opposing offenses. I think it could be as big a shift as it was going from a Steve Adazio run heavy to a Frank Signetti pass heavy offense. I think you could see a commensurately similar change in how the defense runs moving from 2020 to 2021. And Mitch, where can people find you on Twitter? So I'm at Mitchell, at Mitchell T Wolf, W O L F E on Twitter. Um, uh, right now I've been just kind of uh, tweeting out my articles and stuff. Um, I'm going to be trying to treat to get started tweeting about draft prospects more over the summer when I have some more time to watch and uh, grade some players. And uh, obviously I think a lot of those guys will be BC players. I'm really excited to get into it. Awesome. Mitch, thank you for stopping by. And if you like our podcast, check out Locked On Today. It's an, hosted by the great Peter Bukowski. He talks about all the news and, and sports and a nice 20-minute podcast. You can find Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure if you're listening to this podcast, hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. And recommend us to your family and friends. If you have a friend, family or friend that likes Boston College sports, the best way for us to grow is for you the listeners to help us along the way. So this is AJ Black. Happy Thursday, everyone, and we'll see you all again soon. Take care, everyone.